Welcome everyone. Welcome. Today is the 12th of July, 2023. And this is... Oh! <laughs> Kay just got hit by a, one of our uh, movable lights. This is... Little USB lights. Sailing Tropical Dawn. Yes, our podcast about sailing our boat called Tropical Dawn. But you know that by now because you've been, probably been listening for a while. Um... Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you start. Yeah, it's fine. So yeah, last week we we said that we were gonna um, book a flight back to South Africa to have a little break from well cruising, living on a sailboat, a little break from Saint Helena maybe. I don't know. We would. Um, oh yeah, that's a little cocoa going out for a, going out for, outside for a little wee. She's got a very high pitched voice. Yeah. Um, um, so, we, I don't think it would be fair to say that we exactly tired of St. Helena, yeah. and then we're tired of being on a boat in St. Helena, yeah. um, but um, it's still really love it here, I mean, we've, even though we're kind of a bit fed up with things in general, we, <laughs> we've been having uh, still some really nice interactions with, especially, I think today, or and yesterday, even yeah. with Johnny, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. So the, the funny thing is, Sorry. Hey Coco, what's wrong? Okay. So she's gonna keep barking otherwise, and. Okay, you push pause, I think. Yeah, so your child was being a bit. Extra. Difficult. Yeah. Um, but you were saying we've had some nice interactions mm. here on the island. We yeah, we still love the island, but I think we were getting to a point which is interesting. We had the same thing in Malvis Bay, where we we're just like, well, we're ready to get out of here, move on. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, this time that question mark of do we want to continue or not was very clear. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's well, we explained that all of it last last week on the, that episode um, titled "Trap of Downwind Sailing." Um, so we won't go into that too much. We'll just, I guess, elaborate a bit on it. And also just, I guess, give an update of what the last week has been. So on Friday we booked our plane ticket. After inquiring if uh, Coco could come with us, yeah. she would have to go as cargo. But there was, there was confirmed that there was space on the plane for her. Since then, on Monday, we heard that there's some complications because... Uh, dogs are not allowed onto the island except if they're coming from the UK and a whole bunch of rules. We've been trying to get her, I mean, we've been asking if she could be allowed on the island with quarantine or whatever, and we just every time we asked, we were told no, just no, like no explanation or no, if you do this or this. So now it turns out that, like, that provides a complication that they can't export her from. St. Helena because she's never imported and we can't import her so the, there's no vet on the island that can sign the paperwork which anyway well, well, we're sorting it I think besides that yeah. it's against the policy to to allow it so they wouldn't want to import her no exactly all, otherwise so. they're breaking their own rules and yeah. then next time we yeah. come it's like well you imported her next last time yeah. so yeah. but um, since she's going back to South Africa where she's originally from and she was only in South Africa and Namibia before here. Anyway, it sounds like there might be um, a way to to go pa- past that. So we're still hopeful that we'll be able to fly uh, on 
22nd of yeah. July, but it's, oh, it's not been confirmed yet. That's one thing. The other thing is, is I think we started to tell a few people on the island of our plans, I think last week. I think after we we recorded the podcast, I think on Wednesday, on Wednesday yeah. and then Wednesday evening we went to the fish fry and we talked told a few people then and like like here and there we haven't like been like making big announcements but as it happens on the island which we already knew from the beginning but it still surprised us yesterday and today or this week is like people we actually hardly know like we've we've met once or twice in the in the shop we're like oh you guys are still here I thought you left <laughs> like so every, the whole island knows we're leaving or half of them think we'd or, we've already left <laughs> which is just very funny just, I actually um, asked the lady in yeah. one of the shops yesterday, I was like, how do you, how do you know that we're leaving? Like, and then she's like, it's St. Helena, darling, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, basically everyone yeah. knows everything about everyone, which, I mean, we've talked about that in like one of the first episodes we, uh, of our podcast we recorded when we were here, like, yeah. it can be a positive thing, but a negative thing also, but we kind of, I think we still feel it mainly as positive, because yeah. it does feel like people know you, even if you mm. don't know them, anyway. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the updates here from on the island. Um, I guess we've like, the, one of the reasons we've, I guess we've been feeling like leaving is because the weather is definitely turning more wintry, like more winds, like whole days of being overcast, uh, more rain. Which we're gonna go back to anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be, it's actually much, the weather here is much better than what it is in South Africa, where it's actually snowing at the moment, which is quite rare. But, um, no, I guess it's just, uh, I mean, we notice how much the weather affects our mood, especially living on a boat where if there's a lot of wind, then everything's noisy. If there's mm. a lot of swell, which is not always when there's wind, but it's kind of related, then the whole boat rocks, rocks back and forth, and it just, gets a bit much and I guess it's also just like yeah just not having as much sunlight and like mm. yeah, just making us feel a bit like like over flat yeah flat and over it which we were I was still feeling this morning but now um yeah what what are most of our days and especially now that we're trying to arrange um what's Coco flying out and actually a crate for her to fly in coming back in and like we've basically every morning or before noon we go to shore to just check our emails and just do all the online stuff um but yeah now as we came back from the, to the boat as the sun is out um we had a few nice interactions with people actually feel starting to feel mm -hmm. much better again mm -hmm. um but yeah it's a bit well one of those like it happens but yeah we also as as we um learned that it might not be possible to fly back with coco which means we can't fly because we can't leave her here because she would have to well apart from not wanting to leave her here she can't come off the boat so we like, it, it's not possible to go without her um we we did have a plan b which i don't think we talked about last week is um to get back to cape town back to south africa is continue from here towards brazil and then head south in Brazil towards Rio de Janeiro and probably uh, Buenos Aires mm -hmm. in Argentina and then sail back to Cape Town, which we could only do in, well, the last part, the crossing back to Cape Town, we could only do in summer, but if we leave here now, 
probably would be there like in Buenos Aires by early summer which is not ideal but like it is an option but like yeah we, I think we've all both of us were like quite had our minds set on like being back in South Africa even just for a few months now mm. till we come back and just uh, it was a bit of a, a bit disappointing plus a bit frustrating I think I you were like I, because I went to go ask about Coco, um, yeah. and this was like the day after we had booked our ticket, all the option, same afternoon, actually it was on Friday, not last Friday. No, wasn't it Monday that you heard? No, it was on Friday. Oh, was it? It was actually the same day on Friday, um, and they, when I came back to Demi, <laughs> I was like, In you tears. know when you get to that level of like frustration, um, that you just want to burst into tears, like that's that's, yeah, that's you where actually I actually have like have a few moments. Yeah, I think you don't ask me. I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> I'm gonna burst into tears. So yeah. I just had like a couple of moments to pull myself towards myself and then talk to me what was going on. And um, I just got angry. I'm just like yeah. they can't do that. Like I won't. <laughs> I won't allow it. Like they should try stop me from. <laughs> which obviously we can't. If can't she, do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's not, they, they don't, no won't put her on the plane. They won't put her on the plane. We can't. Yeah. But still, I was more like just like, it's like how dare they like, yeah, they made made the hard enough for us already, especially for Coco, and like now to pull this is like just not acceptable, which is not. It's not really how I mean. No, not yeah. and especially the person you talk to, who is helping us with the flights. Mm. I mean, it's definitely not her fault. She's and doing. She's doing the best she can. Working yeah. really hard, and she's she has been since Friday working on, um, yeah making it, I mean, sorting things out, talking to the vet here, uh, figuring out what the, the uh, what the requirements are back in South Africa. But, so we're uh, cautiously hopeful, Yeah. I think, today. I feel like, I mean, I feel like the, the fact that we got some feedback today from the lady yeah. was really good because it sounds like maybe they'll yeah. give us a letter to say that Coco's never been on St. Helena Island which would help us when we arrive with her on the other side because oh, yeah. anyway people well, did tell us beforehand that it's really hard to travel with dogs yeah. and we didn't listen and we well, we, we knew that we took that into account I, I mean, know but I didn't I think don't think we really we realized knew. how hard it would yeah. be yeah. no I mean we did hear like yeah stories like this like dogs not being allowed on certain islands and not just one place but one after the other which mm. means that it becomes very stressful um, we'll do a separate episode just about traveling, I mean, sailing with a dog, because mm. there's way more to it. Uh, the conclusion we did come to is, like, even how hard it is mm. on us and also on Coco, we, I definitely do not, do not regret taking her with, because I don't think I could have... We wouldn't have wanted to have done it without, like, just leave her. I mean, it's, she's our child, so <laughs> we wouldn't... I mean, I feel like, as hard as it is on her, I feel like she's given us a, a, quite a bit of joy yeah um yeah, yeah. so the three of us stick together yeah well we have to <laughs> well we, we want to we also want to yeah. no, she's the, the most precious dog in the world we love her to bits <laughs> we do but we'll, we'll we'll definitely do a, a separate episode just about all, all everything about sailing with yeah. a dog because there's a, way more to it but um yeah, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we are this week and what's happened since last week. Um, um, so for now, mm. because we are, well, either, so 
first of all, we our plan is to leave the boat here if we can fly out next weekend, um, and then hopefully crew on another boat back to Saint Helena later on in the year, and then sail our boat back without Coco, uh, but definitely head home, get somebody to take over for, for a few months. So we can have time to head back home as quickly as we can. And then we would sail straight from here. Well, not straight, but sail without stops from yeah. here to Cape Town, which, yeah, anyway. Which was, I think you calculated like 23 days if everything is, yeah. if the weather's like, if you don't hit like dead, dead wind areas. Yeah, and or if like we don't have to go in a wider circle yeah. to sail around yeah. the high pressure zone, which I think I explained a little bit last week. But... If we can't uh, fly home next week, uh, what we will do is we'll aim to leave St. Helena by the end of the month, hopefully, mm. and sail towards Brazil, probably more south than we were originally planning, mm. and then stick to the coastline, spend a, like a week or so in Salvador, and then work our way down to Rio, maybe a week there, mm. or two weeks, just to see how much time we need to rest. Mm. Um, and then to Buenos Aires in I Argentina. Think, I think it makes sense to go to Buenos Aires. Which from Buenos Aires, it's a longer distance to Cape Town, but from Rio, you would still have to sail first south before you can head um, east yeah. because, of again, it's still that, that high-pressure zone. Uh, and that, that would be from Buenos Aires to Cape Town. We would probably stop at Tristan. Tristan de Cuna, which actually is together with Ascension, yeah. uh, as part of Saint Helena, Ascension, Tristan de Cuna, the, all three of them are together, like mm. kind of gov governed yeah. from. I mean, the, the government is, is, yeah, but it's they have like a local government mm. here on um, Saint Helena, which out of those three is the biggest island. Um, the thing is. Ascension as an airport is actually uh, quite a bit, it's mainly a military base, like a US military base. And there's a town there which kind of sounds like it's basically geared completely towards the military base and a few communications and stuff that are there. But like they have, every two weeks they have flights there and there's boats going there quite regularly. Tristan de Cuna is tiny, it's even more remote than Saint Helena. And uh, there's only 200 people living there. There's no airport. There's no regular ships coming past. So basically, it's like it probably is the most remote island in the world where there's someone living. Like the most remote, like inhabited island in the world. It's it's sounds like a pretty special place, but also there's like basically nothing there. There's not even. I don't even know how easy it is to moor there. I think you can anchor there, but I mean, it w the reason we would stop. The, well. One of the reasons would be because it's such a special place, but also because it's literally right on the route you would take to sail back to uh, Cape Town. So we would probably stop there, even just for a few days. And then from Tristan to Cape Town is about 30-something days, hey? Um, I can't remember now. I remember it was quite a long yeah, it's, time. It's, yeah, it is. I think it's less than 30 days. It's probably more like two weeks. No, but... The, so the, whole... dis the distance is about the same okay. as from... Um, from Walvis Bay. Then, what was here. the 30 days? Was the 30 days from it, South America to Cape Town? Yeah, or from. I remember there was 30 days. No, the, the 30 days is if we sail from Saint Helena to Cape Town, because we would have to go in such a big cir white circle that it would end up being. Anyway, it's some. Yeah, we have to look into it again. It's it's gonna take a while anyway to sail back. It's not a. 
easy thing. But it's like, I guess we're just at this point, like, looking more forward to being back in South Africa than anything else. Mm. Um, which I guess, we, we were listening to um, a podcast, mm. um, I think it's yeah, called Liverboard's po- podcast. It's, um, it's a lady who is actually planning to go sailing, but she has guests every week or every time there is a podcast uh, where they talk about their experience and like it's a bit the same idea as we have, like just to give some more ideas and context on people thinking mm-hmm. of doing this. Uh, in her case, it's because she's planning to do um, to go mm-hmm. cruising, uh, but the, the people who are on the podcast actually, I want to look. Look well, are you looking it up? I thought yeah, it was you want to give me a bit of a context, yeah. She, um, she said something like, the, the, the host, she said something like, uh, I thought that like I was just going to um, like be a natural at sailing. <laughs> and then we, she figured out that like it was really hard and really, like there was so much that she had to learn. And I think I was feeling exactly the same way. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm not going to get seasick. This is going to be a breeze. I'm just going to like be like, com- it's going to be completely natural for me to be on a boat. And it was like the complete opposite. So I was like, okay, good. <laughs> no, it's not just us. Yeah, it's not just um, us. I, yeah. I'll, 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 when I find the com- the details of this particular podcast. Yeah, it's called yeah. the Liverboard Sailing mm-hmm. Podcast. But the one we we're listening to this week, it was a couple who who did similar, very similar time frame to us. Like they decided to buy their boat. It was during COVID. Um, they. Uh, kind of did all their courses and stuff and then they set sail probably within the same time frame that we did which was like within two years and they headed towards the Bahamas um so this they had they had a diff they were based in New York yeah they sailed from New York sorry I'm, I was no, no, it's cool. towards yeah. Florida uh so along the coast not the intercoastal uh, waterways mm. but like a bit more offshore but still quite close to the coast and then from there I'm just gonna look on our globe um, to the Bahamas, which is basically, I think, a, a one-day sail or maybe 24-hour sail mm. from Florida to the Bahamas, might be even be less. And then once you're in the Bahamas, it's like, that's like, like they said, it's like basically cruising heaven. It's like all the things you dream about or when you watch the beautiful videos about mm. cruising because it's just remote anchorages and it's just, yeah, you can anchor anywhere. It's like, it's... It's, yeah, just really beautiful, and they spent, I think, a year? Yeah. A year there before they were forced to uh, go back to uh, the U.S. for, well, health reasons. And Anyway, it was, wasn't really planned, but it turned out to actually work out well for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was, like, yeah. a huge growing uh, spread for them as well, right? Mm. Like, they were saying how, like, normally in most cases in life, you stop learning at some point because in your career you you probably like know as much as you can know or you just have to do like a little bit in there here and there to like touch up on things that you don't know or uh, new technology or whatever and there's like very few opportunities unless you take up a new uh, hobby or whatever to really like learn something completely new and they were saying like that's exactly how it is with sailing which is exactly what we found like we've learned so much more than we've ever yeah. thought we would like the Which capacity is, yeah. that you get because basically out of necessity <laughs> yeah. um which has been like probably the biggest takeaway that we've gotten from yeah. from sailing right yeah and also i yeah. think that's why we're so excited now going uh, back to south africa where we actually have our 
house, uh, which we had like plans for before we left, and we like kind of, but like now we realize we could do so much more ourselves. Like mm. all these ideas we have, it's like we actually feel like much more, Compelled. well, not just motivated, but yeah, yeah like you say, empowered to yeah. actually do them ourselves, which is why we're excited about those things now. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, like. Sea Rider uh, falling on the radio. Um, I spend, before I go to sleep every night, I'm like plotting and planning all the things that I want to do at home. Um, you got the books from the library I also? I keep on getting like home books from the library. Uh, and gardening or ideas for interiors or redecorating mm. your house. Or so that's really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like I, I'm like I know that we're going home but I know like that our sailing journey is not over like in some strange way (laughs) like I really have come to like really love this kind of Mm. lifestyle but I do feel for health mental health reasons (laughs) like a break every now and then is a good idea yeah Yeah. which is uh, like I think we mentioned it last week like all the other sailors we've talked to about they were all like yeah no that's a great idea you need to do this like those have been the people the most understanding, especially the ones who've been mm. sailing for a very long, I mean, for a long time. Yeah. Some have, like, yeah, still done a complete circumnavigation. They're totally like, yeah, no, that's, like, it's so important. So, um, but, like, um, I guess the other takeaway from listening to that podcast, by the way, it's so the, the podcast is the Sailorboard, uh, the Liverboard Sailing Podcast, and the guests on there were... Um, Devin Spandana from a YouTube channel called For Sun and Stars. Anyway, we'll, we'll put the links on the uh, on the show notes. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh no, carry on. I'll no, no, finish please, your, please, your, please, your, please. Yeah, you said you said the one of the things one of the take your take away. Ah, yeah, so yeah. Carry well, on which is like as we said, the trap of of downwind sailing, which is basically what made us decide to have a break. And uh, the only way for us to have a break is to actually sail our boat back to Cape Town, which is like, it's now, like, it's either now sailing back straight to Cape Town from St. Helena or via Brazil, because otherwise we're basically kind of stuck in in the Caribbean, which is not the worst place to be stuck, but like, yeah, you get further and further away from home. Mm-hmm. And hearing them saying, first of all, that like the 12 months they were, or the year they were sailing in the Bahamas, like, mm, made so much sense for them because it like, empower them like mm. Kay was saying but also just actually how easy it is for people living on the east coast of US like like you just like you it's like in a week you can be in the in the Bahamas mm. it's like which also means like in a few days you can just be back like if you ever want to sail back home it's like it's like a, like a couple of days away like a week at max mm. Whereas here, from here, it's like, first of all, it'll take us at least three weeks and we can only do it in summer. And even then it's like, mm. so it's, it's such a different thing, which is like why I was thinking of calling this podcast episode, uh, is Cape Town the worst place to start cruising? Because I just made me realize like the, the only places we have sailed to, or we could have sailed to, like we sailed to the West Coast, to Langabang, which is like about mm. 24 hours, like a day sail from Cape Town. It's very nice, but it's like there's not much there. There's a lagoon which is beautiful, but yeah, you mm. could spend a few days or a week there, or a few weeks if you want to. But you're still in the one place. The further you sail down the west coast, so which is further west and northwest, there's like there's a few places you can stop, but hardly any. And the problem is 
if you want to head back to Cape Town, it's against the prevailing winds, except for some times of year when the wind... Anyway, it's, it's not easy. And to sail from Cape Town in the other direction towards uh, east, towards Nisenau, which is beautiful, but also very tricky to sail. Like, it's one of the scariest entrances to... It's also a lagoon, but it's got sandbanks and breaking waves most of the time. It's like, it's not easy. And like most along the coast, there's not a, few, a lot of places you can sail to. And because of the prevailing winds, you basically have such limited weather windows. So like you basically, you have a few days, maybe once a, um, a month or even less often that you can do it. So you're so limited in where you can go um, that it's like, yeah, it, it isn't an easy place to start sailing. And the most, what to me made the most sense was just to start cruising and just following the route that everyone does when they do a circumnavigation. Mm -hmm. But that means that like, to start sailing, you have to basically commit to sail all the way around the world, which is just like a huge commitment that like I don't think most people who sail do a circumnavigation start like as their first sailing experience is sailing around the world. Some do, but like it's it's very like it's it's good to have like some nice cruising experiences before you do that, so you actually have more motivation to get you through the hard parts, which mm -hmm. will be there. And I guess the thing is, we started with the hard parts, which we knew. We knew it was going to start becoming easier as we continue from here. So that would have been one reason for us to continue to Brazil and the Caribbean, because it becomes easier. But like, at this point, we're just not, like, not at this point in our life and in our cruising experience, not there to just commit to just going for years and years, which was kind of the, I mean, I always had Plan, that in mind. Yeah. Like, that we were going to be gone for at least five years and possibly ten years. But now you realize, it's like, yeah, no... That's not, I mean, it doesn't feel like the right thing to do for us at this point. Mm. We might still. End. I think that we will still do that. And we'll, Maybe, and we'll know when. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think we need to have, I mean, I think we've had a very good. What are you eating, Coco? She's eating a mouse. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mouse. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, I guess we need some, I mean, yeah, some easier. <laughs> Sailing I think that's like you know it's like really beautiful because um, having this experience has like made us appreciate certain things a lot mm. more. <laughs> um, say which things? Well, woolies. <laughs> no, Woolworths. Like not just only having like preparing like nice nice food that's like. No, I know that's like totally spoiled. That no, is like, totally first real problems. But I know. Still, it's, I mean, it's, it is one yeah. of those things that like when you hear about cruising, like just not having like not having access to a lot yeah. of things which you take for granted, even just yeah. the stuff you find normally in the supermarket, but a lot of other things, especially here on St. Helena, it's it's like it's it's very hard. But we know mm. that's going to be what it's like in, in a lot in of places. places. Yeah, because everything that they have on the island gets supplied by ship, yeah. and so like. A lot of the times you can't get every everything, and even when you can get everything, they don't have everything. If if you know what I mean. But the <laughs> thing is, I think um, simple things like just having access to. I mean, we have water on the boats, but like if your tank yeah. runs dry, then you, you have, have to, to, go to land, yeah. fill your containers, then empty them out into the tank, yeah. and then everything's like more manual. Yeah. which is like only once yeah. a week or which even less often. But it's it's yeah. all good. But I guess it all adds up to like yeah. just making a lot of things you take for granted like harder it just makes you appreciate things more, yeah I think. and I, I think i guess the main thing is like it's 
all those things are worth it. Like the experience yeah. of cruising is worth it, but you yeah. also you have to have that motivation mm -hmm. to keep you going through the harder parts mm -hmm. of it. And I guess we've like we've run <laughs> out of motivation for now, which is why we need a little break. Yeah. Also, our desire to see our people is yeah, greater than our no, desire to. Yeah. I think we mentioned right now, last yeah. last week yeah. that like actually by doing well this podcast and like talking about it telling and mm. like telling people back home whether that's in belgium or in in south africa we actually made like felt stronger connections and we actually miss like we mm. want to see those people face to face mm. um so yeah all for all those reasons like we we're now heading back but i i, I guess it is like i mean normally when you do a, a circumnavigation that comes past um Cape Town, go around Cape of Good Hope, which is not the only way to do it. The other way would be to, through the Suez Canal. But like it's a lot of people come this way. Most people start either in Europe or in the US and they sail westward. So you've actually sailed all the way around the world and then you go around Cape, uh, Cape of Good Hope you run south, and then you either head back to Europe or to the US. And this is like, for a lot of people, sailing along the coast of South Africa is like the hardest part like it is it is not i mean it's known to be like mm. i mean cape of good hope used to be called cape of storms i don't remember who changed the name because <laughs> they thought it was a bit too grim and actually why they call it cape of good hope is because once you sailed around it coming from the east everything becomes easier um but yeah for us it's like yeah you just realize like yeah like it is it is hard like it is hard sailing on 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 I mean, on the coast of, of Africa, I mean, the, like, uh, South Africa, the West Coast, and, and Namibia. And I guess, yeah, the other part, as we've been explaining, is like, yeah, just the fact that it's not easy to just sail back. So that's all the reasons why we feel like it's, I mean, we jumped in the deep end, and I'm glad we did, because yeah. it's like, it, we learned a lot from it, but also made us realize, it's like, yeah, maybe it's not like, it's not the thing like, okay, you've got one chance in your life to do this. I mean, for some people it might be that way because for whatever reason, they only once in their lifetime do they have the opportunity to do it. But for us, it actually isn't. We know, we knew that we had more, we could do it later in life. We just wanted to get, do it and start doing it now. But I, I guess maybe what the conclusion is, is like, maybe we shouldn't have, jumped in that well actually there's no regrets no. but it's like just like yeah no i think it's good what we did yeah i think and so but i think also the realization came that like it's 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 not surprising that we made this decision mm. i think it is a good decision and i think I, I well i guess the conclusion is i don't think we could we would have wanted to do it any other way but it's also just like it all makes sense that things are going this way whereas before i was thinking it wouldn't make more sense for us to just keep going and I guess that was a trap what we were talking about last week. Mm. And now it's just like no, it's like there's no no right way or wrong way. And just the fact that where we what our starting point is is just giving a limiting our options quite severely, uh, which is maybe why I guess we started to feel a bit trapped and why we needed to just make this bold decision. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um I gonna say? <laughs> I forgot. No, I think, uh, like, I think what we come to realize is that, like, it's a journey for ourselves, not for anyone else, or mm -hmm. based on what anyone else thinks it should be. 
mm. or how it should go or where it should end up. Mm. Like, uh, and the journey continues, like, even mm. after we, we're home. Like, I think we're more likely now to probably do more sailing, like, further mm. away from South Africa than we would have maybe been otherwise if we had not done this trip. Yeah. Because we know what we're in for. And we know we can do it. And we know we can do it, yeah. So... We anyway. know we're capable, we know this boat is capable of doing it, so there's like, yeah, all those reasons why we were, yeah, but also, yeah, the whole thing of taking a break also makes makes so much sense, and I guess that's that's the thing which maybe we, we didn't, we underestimated a bit, or we didn't, we had a bit of a too, um, not too positive idea of like how yeah. easy it would be for any from anywhere in the world to come back to yeah. South Africa. I mean, I, some of the feedback we got, like one of the, like the amounts, like the support that we've got from other sailors, was has been surprising because, I mean, not I mean surprising in the from the perspective that we know that they were like wanting to see us on the other side, mm. <laughs> um, but like somebody said, like he's like, oh, I totally get it. Um, like sometimes say you can really start hating sailing if you don't take a break or something to, yeah. to those to that effect and then somebody else was like oh yeah there's no place like home like hmm. yes um also like it's quite cool because we the, one of the contacts that well one of the people that we met here on saint helena who is a delivery skipper in south africa and um, they might they probably or may be able to help us with crewing yeah. on a boat to get back here. They might we... be sailing from yeah. South Africa, well, not to St. Helena, well, they would yeah. stop in St. Helena yeah. end of October, which is exactly when we were mm. planning to come here for a boat. Which, the reason why, I mean, the other option for us would be to fly back to St. Helena um, and continue that way. There's two reasons why. That would be the second option. First of all, money. It's like flights are not cheap. Uh, and second of all, like the whole idea of us has been like we want to sail to all the places. And the re like so for first of all, the experience of sailing on someone else's boat, sailing as crew, which we have never done. We've never crewed on other people's mm -hmm. boats. Um, and also, yeah, may, to possibly get into like the um, delivery skipper business to have some reference there um but yeah the reason why it also makes total sense is because like as we said like it's on the route that most people sail like either when you're doing a circumnavigation but also a lot of boats are built in south africa mm. and the owners are in europe or in the u.s so this they sail to fire saint Helena to to deliver these boats off either with the new owner on board and with a delivery skipper or a delivery skipper bringing the boat to them and they all receive it there so there's so many boats coming this way and most of them either need crew or definitely can use crew so um yeah it basically would mean we're we're selling like instead of buying a plane ticket we're we don't have to pay anything and we get the experience of sailing um sailing here again and I think like the way I was actually where I was actually yeah. going with that is like we've we've only been here for well about two and a half months yeah. and we really have made really strong friendships with people yeah. on the island and also other yachties and it's like it's like so it's so concentrated into such a small time mm -hmm. but the relationships and the connections are yeah. real. Um, 
that's like people are just like help you out. Yeah, and it'll be nice <laughs> to see people Which is again. So cool. to, to yeah. be back here. I mean, we know after that, I mean, we're pretty sure we'll be back here. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, from most of the other sailors who come past here, a lot of people have come past here, like, many times. I mean, I think someone... Sure. How, uh, like it was 50 times or something yeah. ridiculous, yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's pr probably people who are like delivery skippers mm -hmm. from South Africa, as we said, like, they come past here every time they do a delivery and they'll stop here. So it's like... Uh, especially South African sailors, they're like, you know, St. Lina almost better than the, than the place they come from. Um, so yeah, yeah, for all those reasons, it's like, whatever um, happens next, which is ba basically either we fly back or we sail um, back the long route, like, uh, which is like the long then, way, like yeah. the Nomata Sears book. Um, I think it'll both be good, but right now we're still hoping to fly out. Fly out. Um, yeah, and yeah, we'll we'll we've got so many ideas of things we still want to talk about on the podcast. So many of experiences we we haven't shared yet. Uh, we'll be we'll keep making some podcasts. Either we'll record some of them here in Saint Helena and put them online, like uh, spread them out over the next uh, Fridays, or we might end up uh, recording a few when we're back in uh, South Africa. And after that, we'll probably have a little break and then uh, start doing the podcast again when we're sailing again. From what it sounds like now, yeah. it'll be November, but who knows. So yeah, that's that's an update from us. Um, do you have anything else you want to do? I don't think so. Share? I mean, I think we mentioned that we are getting the boat ready to go as well. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so we have to plan we're basically planning for two scenarios right now. Yeah. Either either keeping the boat here for a few months, basically making it what most places would be winterproof, mm. which is it's winter here also, but like the the difference would be it's the boat's gonna stay on the water. Uh, someone will look after it here, someone local. Um, but yeah, making sure the boat is safe uh, and to leave here, but also well when we come back. That she's ready to go as soon as possible. Or otherwise, we just need to get the boat ready to go now. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of comes down to the same thing anyway. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, next week we'll know more also. But yeah, if we're flying back or not. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. A bit of a shorter episode, I think. But that's, uh, yeah. Um, as always, feel free to get in touch. Um, to share this podcast with all people you think might be interested uh, like, subscribe if you haven't yet create it on Apple Podcast or whatever podcast app you have and yeah we'll have another episode and more updates from our cruising life next week, Friday till then bye bye hi Sorry. Yeah, we forgot to say something. We forgot to tell you a very important thing. Um, Update from the island. So we were listening to the news this week. I think it was on Monday. Yeah, on uh, one of the two local radio stations. This one's called Saint FM. There's two local FM radio stations. And one of the headlines, well, one of the headlines was that on there the was news, yeah. an attempted murder, homicide, homicide at Plantation House over the weekend. So Plantation House is where traditionally, since hundreds of years, the governor lives. Um, yeah, which is also where 
Jonathan the tortoise lives. Yeah, the most famous resident on the island. So um, he doesn't live there alone. He lives with some other tortoises too. So the story happened that uh, Dave... Another tortoise. Another tortoise. Uh, was found pushed on his back. Yeah, it was it was on his... Well, you know, a short... Total... Total. Tortoise <laughs> on their back. They can't write themselves. Mm. And if they lie like that for too long... They'll die. They'll die. So the story is that they think that one of the other tortoises, Thomas, uh, tried to kill Dave by pushing him over um, because they were competing for the affections of Emma, the other tortoise. <laughs> yes. A lot of intrigue here in the, and among it, the tortoises. And he even said something like, it's it's like better than an Agatha Christie novel. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, that was quite funny because when he heard attempted homicide at Plantation House, like, nothing happens on the island. So we were like, Plus, what? Th- this was also the third thing in the he- in the headlines of the news. So it was, like, the least importance. Like, wow, well, if that was really the case. So we knew there was, like, it was, there was some twist to it. But, yeah, it's just very, very nice to hear the news here. Because the news is, like, when will the ship arrive? What's in the shops? Um, unfortunately, often, who's died and when is the funeral? <laughs> And that's like the main mm. the main news items, and the rest is has to do with the wildlife. Mm. Like for instance, uh, a few weeks ago, a snake was found. There's oh, no yeah. snakes on the island, and there was mm. a tiny snake found, which obviously wasn't uh, indigenous. Yeah. So they actually um, had to kill it. But yeah, <laughs> there was another update from. There was another homicide that happened. <laughs> yeah, but that was done by humans. Uh, but yeah, like uh, something else that happened this week. Yeah. We thought you guys would appreciate the story. I'm sorry, I, I know the guy told it much better than, than I did, but you get the gist of it. Okay. Bye. Bye.